1: It's Tuesday on the show on KMOX. Chris Ron, Amy Marks, scores Kevin Wheeler with you here. You find us on Twitter at the show KMOX. You can find us on Facebook. Hi, Facebook. Facebook.com slash KMOX 1120. How do we look? Uh, I I don't know. I think uh, pretty good. Good. Yeah, pretty pretty good. good. Pretty good. I mean, I still have the weird camera angle. I got to raise the, I got to get a stand in here or something like. Because everybody can see up your nose?
2: Well, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. You can see there. But I, it's just I not it's not a it's not a good spot. That particular camera angle of you what I've noticed mm-hmm. is that you you're, the white in your beard yeah. really really pops. Yeah.
3: That's about the only you sign. You know what's funny? It's like the
1: only sign you would have that I'm older than is that if I don't shave and Honest, you can see the little white beard. Yeah.
3: Honest to goodness, I have never noticed the white in your beard. Cuz
1: usually I don't have it long enough. I didn't either until the, until camera. You did the camera. Yeah. yeah. Cuz it's like really
2: yeah, yeah, it is.
1: I leaned oh my into goodness, the camera.
3: I've never noticed that. I do have yeah. face blindness, though. It's a real thing.
2: That's interesting. I, I don't know know what recognize
3: it is. people like I should. And so if I were at a restaurant with my family, I know my family really well, and they were at, the, at Applebee's and I had to walk in and find them, I will scan the faces and all the faces look the same from, to mm. me. So I panic. So I have a rule that when I walk into a restaurant, the person I'm with... Has to make themselves very visible by standing up or waving their arms.
2: Bet you're gonna say you don't see color either, huh? No,
3: I'm not colorblind. Are you? Colorblind? I know people who
2: are colorblind.
3: Are you? Like a literally, lot of color- guys are Oh, colorblind. I'm not. No,
2: no, no. But I know people like that, I don't know the how was it like oranges and yellows and reds? You can't differentiate. Like they're all the same to him? Yeah.
3: Something like my sister was on a date or something, and sh- they were driving to the restaurant, and he said, is the bottom light lit up or the top light? <laughs> because he couldn't see the red, yellow, and green, and he went by, like, which one was lit up, but hmm. this one was faded, or it was day, I don't remember.
1: It sounds not fun.
2: Especially in the traffic light. Yeah. You just got to go by which one's on top. Okay, it's the top light. All right, that means red. I got to stop.
3: Okay, this is a bit more serious here. But you brought up this topic, Ranj, the other day about civil war in the United States. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is I had read a book a couple of years ago by David French called Divided We Fall. And in several chapters of this book, presented three scenarios in which the United States could break into civil war. And I think a lot of people at first, now granted, this was 2019, thought, my goodness, he's... He's being uh, he's exaggerating the situation, alarmist. being alarmist. Thank you. What I'm looking for. And now more and more people are talking about this again. I'm not I'm not af- afraid that it's going to happen tomorrow. But what did you see?
2: The Southern Poverty Law Center recently uh, did a survey and they polled a bunch of Americans asking them what their thoughts were on the possibility that something yeah. like this does happen. It's not a majority of Americans who believe we are inevitably headed toward a civil war, but the percentage is way, way too high. Okay, 44% of the country, so we're getting, I mean, that's close to half of the country thinks that we are headed toward a civil war. 53% of Republicans believe this. 39% of Democrats believe this. So that's, I mean, you're talking 40% of Democrats believe gap. it. No, it's, it's really not that much. I mean, 14% a difference in the two of them. I don't think that if you would have said this or asked this question to me 10 years ago, and maybe even six or seven years ago, I, I don't think, I would have thought that, yeah, we, we've got a lot of division here. There are a lot of people with with varying beliefs, and a lot of those beliefs are hardened, and you can't get through to many, many people. But I never would have thought that we would have had close to half the country yeah. believing that we are headed toward a civil war. Just how dangerous of a time is this? I mean, we always talk about, and, and like you said, uh, Amy, you can go back to any point in our lifetimes and there were people at that time talking about how dangerous things are. This is a really uh, dangerous part of our history, mm-hmm. but this really does actually feel like it's
3: very dangerous. Yeah, and I think a huge part of that is the political and geographic separation that we have now that we didn't have before. The geographic separation is important because we've never had such clearly defined geographic blue and red areas Right. so that you have ideological silos that are quite large in geographic size. I mean, you look at even the civil rights era in the 1960s, and there was a lot of violence across our country, but people weren't politically and geographically isolated in the way they are right now. So you have these ideological silos, and within those silos, extreme voices are not tempered down by more moderate voices or voices on the other side. And with social media as well, you can—
2: And networks, too, and 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 media outlets. There are places you can go To have those beliefs solidified.
3: Yes, and you can amplify those beliefs. You can find community for those beliefs, but you can also amplify any conflicts or violence that happens even not in your geographic area and say, see, see this what happened in New York? This is an example of the end of all you hold near and dear in America. And it's it's this catastrophizing, again, of the other side. And there it's almost like all of those worst emotions are out of control.
2: Let me give you some numbers to back up what you're talking about. According to the same uh, survey, 63% of Republicans say Democrats are a threat to the country, while 67% of Democrats believe the same about the opposing party. So you're talking two-thirds of each party believe the other side is a threat to the country. And while each side views the other as similarly threatening, Republicans rank, quote, extremists in the Democratic Party as the most pressing threat facing the country, while Democrats believe the top three threats in descending order are Putin, Donald Trump and extremists in the Republican Party.
3: And those two last two, you could almost clump together. Some people would. The,
2: right. uh, that the extremists and Donald Trump maybe are, are yeah, very aligned. But Democrats think that Vladimir Putin is the largest threat yeah. to society, while Republicans believe the number one threat is the other party. Yeah, and you know what the truth is? We're the threat. The call's coming
1: from inside the house, well, man. Sure. I mean well, all of us. There's just in a way. There are just too many people that don't take the time to look at things rationally. Everything's emotion. You yes. know we we don't talk about our opposition as opposition. We talk to they they're evil. I mean, yeah, there's an entire conspiracy yeah. theory out there that way too many people are buying into that are like, this one party, they're demons. Mm-hmm. They
2: eat babies. I mean, like this is the craziness that we've <laughs> like, gotten to and people believe this nonsense. It's absolutely crazy. It's- the thing that I want as a progressive person, you know what I want? I don't want to ruin the country. I want you to have free health care or at least accessible health care. And I want you to have a good wage. I want you to be able to retire comfortably. Like, those are the things I want for people. You know what I want? I just want people to think.
3: This is a quick... Well, that
2: too.
1: Just
3: a quick example, again, of how, like, we've got amplification in social media. David French, talking to Ezra Klein of Vox, said in... 1968, there could have been a mail bomb in Des Moines, Iowa. And if you're growing up in Kentucky, you would never hear of it. But now, if somebody knocks a MAGA hat off a kid's head at Des Moines, the whole country knows about it, talking about how horrible and intolerant the other side is. You know,
2: there's another thing that maybe we can bring up after the break, unless you want to get into something else. But there was a a really, there were a couple of other very alarming numbers in this poll that I think we should probably talk about.
1: That's a show on KMOX. Amy Mark course, Chris
2: Ranji, Kevin Wheeler with you
1: here. Certainly uh the song not fitting the theme of the last segment. No. no. That's what I like about you. It's really.
3: Kind of, it's Why more like you guys, remember, you guys probably don't remember. You
1: guys probably don't remember the old uh it's kind of like a hair bandy type band called Ugly Kid Joe. And yeah, no, had no, no, a, I do so, I do had a song uh, called I Hate Everything About You. Yes. That's probably more appropriate for I the topic that we had going. hate everything
2: about you. Yeah. That song. Yeah, yeah. I know it.
1: Yeah. It's a great then, song. Is
2: it? It is. For, okay. for what it is. I mean, it's, you know, it's cheesy and goofy, but it was fun. Well, we all have differing opinions. Sometimes we agree on things. A lot of times we uh, disagree on things. Mm-hmm. But I do like the both of you very, very much anyway. Oh, that's Aww. so nice See? of you to say.
3: That's so nice of you to say.
2: Um, I also don't believe One in assassination. Why did we just
1: look at each other when we said that? <laughs> 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 as soon as Amy and I said that, we both were like, oh, that's nice. We just looked <laughs> at did each other for a second like. Ooh.
3: Should we say it back? I know. We like you too, Ranj. It's like when someone goes, I love you, and you're like, thank you.
2: <laughs> you know what?
3: I feel like we just didn't say I love you back. And we, Ronji, we love you too, buddy. You, you know what?
2: I don't need this from you. <laughs> I have enough of this with my own friends. My other friends. <laughs> hey, remember yesterday when Kevin, oh, uh, well, it was two days ago when Kevin was not talking to us, but he was talking to his Dave Glover show oh, friends, because he likes them better school, than us. Those are
1: my high school friends. You They're guys are my college friends. Twarding it's different. Shows. It's
2: just different.
3: Okay, I know, Ron, so you've got more numbers. I just I want to do. say we do love and you.
2: And this one I think is, I don't care. I think <laughs> this one is, I'm kidding, I love you too. Um, this one I think, I, I don't know, like there's so many different alarming numbers here, but this one uh, stuck out to me. The approval of violence. So we were talking about the numbers that from this uh, uh, Southern Poverty Law Center did a a poll, did a survey, 44% of the country believes we are headed toward a civil war that includes 53% of Democrats and 39% of, or excuse me, 53% of Republicans and 39% of Democrats. One of the other things that they asked people was, do you approve of the assassination of politicians who are harming the country of our demo- or our democracy? So, do you think it's okay to kill a politician who you believe in?
1: In is in, like an, a U.S. politician. A
2: U.S. politician. We're not talking about like Putin. I, well, they may not specify, but I think that qualifies. It could be Vladimir Putin, but it could also be people here at home. Because I have different feelings about it if it's say, a dictator. Let's
3: say U.S. for the Well, it, okay. I,
2: it sounds like it was vague, because I'm okay. looking at the question right here, and that's all it is. Total approval for assassinating a politician who is harming the country or our democracy. And I mean, it does, think, so- it does sound like it's open talking about... Yeah, yeah. It could be Putin. It could be somebody here that you believe is, is trying to do the same thing domestically. Okay. So they broke this down by... By younger Democrats, older Democrats, um, younger men, women, Republican men, whatever. Okay, this was the most alarming. There's disapproval across all the spectrums. So young Democratic women and men um, and older women and men for both parties don't agree that you should be able to assassinate somebody if they're harming the country. However, this number is way too close for me. Younger Democratic men, 44% of them, 44% of younger Democratic men think it might be okay and maybe necessary to assassinate somebody who is, they believe, harming the country or democracy. 40% of younger Republican women also agree with that. But what was also interesting is that the older people definitely did not believe that. Both Republicans and Democrats, like 90 percent, said no, absolutely not. Do you ever get to do something like that?
3: That's OK. That is it's a terrifying number. My hope is that they misunderstood the question. I don't know how they would have or, misunderstood the question or the way it was posed. Hopefully
2: that's something you grow out of.
3: Uh, but I do think there's something to be said for especially younger people, you can use a broad brushstroke, but we were just talking about how when you guys were younger, you weren't talking about politics. I think a lot of high schoolers and definitely kids in college really are. Politics has become the end-all, be-all, the existential threat. You're talking about Being on the wrong side of history. I mean, everything about like, you know, policy decisions have become a moral and historically monumental moment where you will be forever condemned or forever vindicated on the decision you make right now. When you talk in those terms, you probably feel morally obligated not to compromise with someone who you think is existentially wrong. And you're also looking at A catastrophe if you don't take action somehow people have and I think as other stabilizing institutions as as we've become you know less religious as a country I think and just you know just it's just happening it's happening around the world for whatever reason in America we're almost politics feels like a religion at this point doesn't it for a lot of people, yeah, I uh, think it's than it used to, be. to
1: say. It feels more like a cult.
3: Okay, well, you what I mean? No, no, <laughs> well, not like like, it, I'm not comparing it to like Catholicism or yeah. like Southern Baptist. I and mean, what I'm saying is it feels like it has become. It's
1: more your identity? It's your
3: identity. And yeah. like when I, if you were to insult a politician who's on your team, or if I were, if I were to assault, uh, insult you about a politician on your team, you would take it as a personal attack. Yes.
2: And I mean, and I think back to like, the 90s when Bill Clinton was president on SNL, they would make fun of him every night and everybody laughed about it. Mm -hmm. But now, if it were he's the president now, you would have half the country taking offense to it, I believe. And the same thing with with George Bush. I I think there were he was always getting made fun of on SNL and shows like that. I think most people laughed along with it.
3: David Letterman would, I think, equally make fun of George Bush and. Right. um, And we all laughed at all of them.
2: But now it's it's like you really can't do that. But I think there's a there is very clearly this feeling that there's way too much misinformation and disinformation and they're not not exactly the same thing. And it's probably leading to these feelings of my democracy is being taken away from me. Um, I might need to do something about this.
0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Numbers from this was 49%, half. So we'll talk about half of the Republicans believe the election was fraudulent, rigged, and illegitimate. If, if that's where our starting point is for a lot of these, for half of that party, half of the people who identify with that party, if the starting point is the last election that you lost or that your candidate lost was stolen from you, where do you go from there? You can't have any honest dissent or disagreement at all if the starting point is you stole the election from us and it was illegitimate. Uh, yeah,
1: and and you know, to me, there are a lot of things that tie into this mentality. But I also feel like one of them what doesn't you mention it up is a lack of critical thought, where you see something that really fires you up and you feel it like, oh yeah, and but you don't think about it, you don't dig any further into it, you don't right. go, hmm, is there anything really to that?
3: Mob, a mob mentality, it's, right? It's the, you just
1: get you get emotionally worked up rather than thinking, because anytime I see something that I feel like is way too like. That doesn't look right. Let like me look way into too, it. Well, also way yeah. too like way too good for me. Like I see it, and I'm like, sure, okay. That exe- that feels too much like what they're targeting me for. Like it Absolutely,
3: all, it seems to confirm all of your priors perfectly. Yes,
1: when that happens, you sh- you should have an antenna that goes off and goes, hmm. uh, maybe dig a little deeper.
2: Like it's people who just read the headline and nothing else. Oh my god, when you don't read the story because a lot of times the story does not match the headline.
1: Hard to believe. Chris Ranji, Amy Mark's of course. You're listening to the show on KMOX. Chris Ranji, Amy Mark's of course. Kevin Wheeler with you. It's the show on KMOX at the show KMOX on Twitter, on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash KMOX1120. Now, that's not just for us, that's for anybody that would stream on the KMOX Facebook page. But we're doing that video every day along with the, obviously the radio show. You can catch us on 98.7 on the FM dial in addition to AM 1120.
2: And YouTube. We're on YouTube. YouTube. Uh, We're on the KMOX1120 YouTube page. Nice. We're going to be streaming there live. Yeah. yeah, Oh, totally.
3: Yes. Because that would make
2: us cool with the young people. We're YouTubers. um,
3: Dane, stop shaking your
1: head. (laughs) I've always been pretty cool with the young people. Our associate producer, Dane McGuire, is like, no, you're still not cool. I'm not listening to you. We are cool, Dane. Yeah. Damn it. I
2: don't have time for Dane's crap.
3: Uh
1: oh. (laughs) I said a bad word, Amy.
3: (laughs) Speaking. Speaking of cool people, well, Chris Myhill, the executive producer, the longtime executive producer of the Charlie Brennan Show, he's been with KMOX for forty years. This is his last week, so we've got to get Myhill on. And he the took the show. day off today. Oh, I know. I well, mean, what he, kind of
2: what kind of retirement week is that where you're taking vacation? <laughs> the he, best kind.
3: He needed. He's <laughs> he probably at a rager because I saw Chris Myhill and his band, the Defenders, play at the Saint Michael the Archangel Church festival slash fair last night and he was awesome it was a lot of fun what does he do in the band he plays the guitar okay and i've also seen him play in his other band johnny and shorts which is a great name for a band. It's called Johnny and Shorts because as long as
1: they're not cargo shorts. Well,
3: right, one of their buddies, I guess Johnny or something. I forgot what was going to happen, but somehow he wore he was going to wear shorts, and someone said no, nobody wants to see Johnny and Shorts. Oh, <laughs> that's how they got that's the name good. of the band. That's a good origin I like story. story. Yeah, I know it's pretty good. He can tell the story when he joins us on the show. But as I was watching Chris like up on stage, and I thought, if my life depended on it, somebody put me on a stage, and I had to perform a talent. I would probably have to die. Like, if, if it was like you have to walk the plank, or you have to perform a talent on stage. I don't know what that talent would be. Do you guys have? a Are talent? you saying
2: you don't have talent? Not, Not the kind of talent that, that you, you could perform. play to a crowd. Yeah, I don't think I have it either. What Honestly, you, like, can I don't. You I don't. Juggle? I don't.
3: Can you sing? Can you tap dance? No. Can you do a magic trick?
2: No. All of the above.
1: You could do a magic no, trick. No, I can't do a magic trick. So was here's kidding. what happened. When I was, I was 12, kidding.
3: Twelve. We had a talent show. And they were short on talent. So they called and said, can, <laughs> can you perform in the talent show? And I didn't have a talent to perform. But because I was me, I at 12, I wrote a very dramatic and tragic poem about a ship captain what? who was going down. How old? I was 12. There's with something his ship. wrong with you. He was going down with the ship. And the whole poem was this captain talking about how you know his life was ending in this storm and he as long as he saved his crew to this day i don't know why that's what i went with and i read the poem i think the crowd was stunned uh it was just a weird thing for me to do to write this very dramatic poem I, and i don't know why i did that i, I think bet I panicked.
2: you i promise you that the people in the crowd were, were whispering to each other like that little girl's got problems <laughs> something wrong with that girl
3: I wish I could find the poem. I I do, too. I mean, it was handwritten. Anyway, what would you do? Right now, Wheels, you have to perform on stage or you are going to walk the plank.
1: I mean, I I could do... like I I wouldn't do stand-up comedy because I don't think I have that skill. No. Like, I can be funny in different settings, but not that way. That's a hard thing to do. That's a different thing. I can't sing for anything. Uh, I can't dance. Um... I could do, so maybe I would do something stupid like a reenactment of the old Chris Farley show <laughs> and just bring random people on stage and I would play the role of Farley in that. Like, you remember that time and you were in the Beatles? I yeah. know. That's cool. I Is that a
2: talent?
3: Actually, so. what
1: I would probably try to do, no joke, I would probably try to work the crowd.
3: Like in what way?
1: Talk to the people in the crowd, see if they admit to anything weird, try to make fun of that, okay. see, if they, see if we could okay. turn that into a bit. It would probably fail, but that would probably be the way I go. Uh, that's how I do things with friends. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. we just kind of pick on each other. And, I, I mean, we do that with the three of us. How much so time? I'd probably expand that to the group.
2: You probably could. How much time do we have to write material? Can None. we write material? No, no, no. You've gotta like, go right now. Now. Oh, like, right now. So like, right now.
3: Pirates. You're captured by pirates. And they're like, listen, we're having a talent show. Why
2: pirates. Because
3: they have to walk the plank. They're the, the ones plank. with the planks. You have to walk the plank. Who you else gotta, walks the plank other oh. than pirates?
1: I didn't think Grange would go anywhere near a boat. Well, <laughs> well. hopefully, I'm not on a big boat.
3: <laughs> but the point is. Because there are no
2: planks on little
1: boats. Listen,
3: you're getting caught up in the pirates, and they're not the main point of this question. But the pirates are having a talent show, and okay. you have to either walk the plank or perform a talent. What is your talent?
2: I don't have anything. I'm more interested in the other uh, talent show people at this pirate you talent to show. You have though. So, how is so it that? So, I probably, all, I think I would. I, okay. None I'll of us st-
3: have any talent. Is that why we're on I'll this show? I'll tell
2: jokes. <laughs> I'll tell some jokes. Okay. I can't tell them here because they're all off color and we have regulations. Yeah, yeah. And Amy wouldn't approve anyway because I, she said the word crap and everything almost went to heck hmm. because she said crap.
3: Yeah,
2: and yeah. heck. That
1: you would also have to be though. Like if you're just, the way you're describing it is, you're almost like a prisoner. Like that would not be very. That's induced, exactly conducive. what you are. Right, yeah. right. But if it was more of a more of a thing like you're. You're at an event and like a bunch of people canceled, and you're like, "Hey, we really need you to do this. Like, would you? Would you like? Would karaoke be an option? Because everybody can be terrible at karaoke, and that's kind of funny. So I might do that too.
3: No, nobody goes to a talent show for karaoke. I'm just
1: saying you got to do something.
3: What song would you karaoke?
1: Oh God, I don't know. I don't something I could well, scream to. I cannot to. believe how
3: unprepared you are for this scenario. I
1: can't believe how
2: untalented we all are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Well, no, there's just
1: talents, a lot are, of talents can. are talents are talents are different. A lot yeah.
3: of people can. A I, lot of people can believe it.
2: Oh, yeah. uh, we I mean, like stage talent is one thing. Then like being able to do something else like write, or <laughs> right. or to talk. You know, I mean, you can't.
3: Can, my talent, ladies and gentlemen, is is creating a very clean first draft. That's what I can do.
2: You would see that would be your talent. You would just <laughs> Amy would just be up on stage at a desk writing quietly yeah. to yeah. herself.
3: Well, that's also what I would do For if I were stranded hours. on an island. Like, my sister is incredibly resourceful. She's creative. She's smart. She understands common sense, how to create things. So if we were stranded on an island, she's the person that would have, like, a shelter made with curtains that somehow were are coordinating, also build a radio, get the plane working again. I would just be sitting on a log, and you'd have a poem next <laughs> to my dead body about how I died. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, that'd be the rest. Of I'd probably too. invent a sport in that
1: scenario. I'll like, tell you what kind of game can I
2: make? Hey, I've watched a lot of Survivor Man. I bet I can make it on an island by myself for like six days. I think I could do it. It's all about the temperature. It is right. Yeah. Like if we, you know, a reasonable temperature.
3: You take a lot of fun hypotheticals and make them not fun.
2: What'd I do there?
3: Well, you're like, well, it depends on the temperature. No, well, like, if it's 100 pirates, degrees and you
2: got no drinking
1: water, you're not going to last
3: six days. Having a talent show.
2: Yeah. You could find water in the desert. You sat on an island. Oh, yeah. It's a desert island. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, I figured out what I would do I would rap
2: Uh-oh. and start my own rap battle. Oh, I don't think that'd be very good. Others. But I'd be rooting for you. You should. Well, I would be battling myself, so I'm going right, to win. Right up until the moment you're walking down the plank. <laughs>
1: All right, back in on the show. You know that three good friends thing that we just played That's there? Us. You know what? I Why didn't we call our show The Wolf Pack? Um, Because it's doom. <laughs> you know what? That's probably the right reason. Just like just like every other name that we rejected,
2: they were all dumb. I had I honest to God wasn't expecting you to say anything funny. I think I, I almost like had a stroke just now. Like something in my head almost popped because you said that was really really funny. That's brilliant it's dumb. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. No, Your idea is no stupid. I, I wasn't said,
1: being serious, a, Amy. I didn't but, be like, hey, you know what? Let's go to the Wolf Pack on KMLX. Amy,
2: Amy just called you stupid, and no, I don't. That's cool. I that's don't a,
1: an accurate statement.
2: I don't agree with her. I think that's not very nice. I, I got to ask you guys a question. Okay. I did something um, I think courageous. <laughs> okay.
3: Congratulations.
2: What are you laughing about? Well, I did something that I think is. Um, it's as brave as anything I can think of another person doing. Okay. I had bought a salmon filet uncooked mm-hmm. um, probably about Friday. I think it was Friday. Mm-hmm. And it was shrink wrapped.
3: Okay.
2: And I, for some reason I was thinking it, this, I thought it said it was good until the 8th. It is right now June 7th. Right. So I was waiting. Right. Oh, yeah. I went to cook it last night. It said June 4th was, the, was not the sell by date, but the use by date. Hmm. And I went to Twitter and I asked people, I'm cooking salmon right now. The use by date was two days ago. How ill am I going to get? Because I'm going to eat this thing.
3: It's two days. Past two days. And use-by. it's fish. You
2: don't mess around with fish. Mm-hmm. Like, right. beef is one thing, fish is another. And people are like, how slimy is it? And I was like, it's pretty slimy. Uh, was does it, it stink? slimy? Kind of. See,
3: I've asked a fish question before. Like, the salmon was a little old. And the question is, if the if the salmon slimy, it was
2: kind of slimy.
3: Oh, that's not good.
2: But I cooked it, and it we're. I mean, it's probably twenty hours later. I'm doing okay. All right, so like nothing you got is lucky hap- is what you did. Did I get lucky?
3: Yeah. If it's slimy, I think that's the sign. It didn't that stink it's though. Turned a corner.
2: Well, where are you guys on how past a sell by or a use by
3: date depends you'll go? Depends on the item. Yes, exactly. So okay, on, so one hundred depen-
2: percent depends.
3: Eggs. I kid you not. I will eat eggs three weeks past the sell by date. I think you
2: can, that's okay.
3: Yeah, that, they're fine. I agree famous, with that. that. I mean, a, they're in, in their own little container. Well, Yeah, <laughs> and I've always heard too. Well, in
2: some countries, they don't even put them in the fridge because whoa. there's a there's a there's a they come out naturally with some sort of coating.
3: Yeah, but you can't take our eggs that you buy at the grocery store and do They've that. been washed off. Right, and all right, right, right. That's right, what I'm yeah, right.
2: saying. Is like they naturally come out with a coating that people in other countries. Don't take and off, also, but we do.
3: Here's what I've heard. Unlike the salmon, which you're, at it's subjective. Like how slimy is it? How fishy does it smell? With eggs, apparently, you know a bad egg when it's a bad egg.
2: Yeah, you crack it open, you're going to know, and you real you right quick. away. Yeah, and don't they float or something? Like there or are they? There's something about something eggs about that if that. They're, rotten, they're rotten, they'll float or they'll sink. It's mm-hmm. one of the two. I, think they but swim. I don't know. You're just them in throwing water. stuff out. No, there. maybe it sinks. This is a, maybe it floats. <laughs> no, this is a real thing.
1: Yeah, I, um, milk. It's like it's like a witch, right? They yeah. throw do the witch in the float? water? Do they sink or do they float? If they sink, well, then they weren't a witch. But if they float, then they're a witch. Either way, you're dead.
2: Because a witch.
3: Okay, I just have to say this real quick. It's not the point. But I'm amazed at old men who can swim laps in the pool. Because <laughs> <laughs> they float. We're- I'm kidding. <laughs> like, they will do one stroke, <laughs> and then the next arm goes. And there's, like, 15 seconds in between, like, their freestyle stroke and they they don't sink.
2: It's because they're made of wood. Where did that come from? I don't know. Well, we were
3: talking about floating. I don't if know. If you float, your witch. I'm amazed at how slowly old men can swim. Laps. And
2: what else floats?
1: A duck. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about was, ducks the other day. No, I wasn't. No,
3: you yeah. okay. haven't.
2: So I went to Twitter and I, and I yeah. told you I asked I asked my my Twitter friends. I will tell you this: people are. Just really unhelpful on Twitter. <laughs> <But> <laughs> they're, they're just not you sure about that. Yeah. yeah. So where the
3: responses? Oh, it's a little just, graphic. Yeah,
2: pictures of things exploding. It's just not good. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. I'm help not gonna me lie. Out I had here. a bad
1: experience with fish in Florida a few years ago.
3: Did you really? Yeah, like, and we that's we had a, where we had it's supposed to be party. fresh.
1: We had a big no no no. It was, we had a big party. Oh, coo- you're in Orlando. Coo- cooked it up mm. nice, but. Left it out oh. all afternoon, like while because it was a it was a food oh, buffet yeah. thing that well, we made the food, but we laid it all out there and left everything out there while people were talking and eating. And on the and then I ate some later on. Oh no! Oh no! It was bad. Was it bad? Really? I
2: mean,
0: bad, bad. So, like,
2: have you been able to go back to seafood since? Oh, because, I, yeah, I still love seafood. Okay, now. yeah, me yeah. too. There, there it's the, I got. It wasn't sick. the seafood; it was the left out part. Well, all right. So there were actually two. But it, I mean, it was. Bad, bad. Well, I believe that. I I had one big salmon fillet, and I'm like, well, I guess I better cut it into half, uh, you know, and then cook them both. And I did. And the second one, I don't like to put things in the fridge when they're still hot, because hot I like
3: a, like a religion. Why?
2: <laughs> no, I just feel like I feel like I've heard you. are And this is one of those things that I need to probably confirm. I feel like I've heard you're supposed to wait for it to cool down a little bit before you put it in the fridge. Most things. So we I did, that. but then I forgot, and it was okay. out for about 45 minutes or an hour. Is it still okay?
3: <gasps> oh, this is the, I mean, that's if, if, it the cooked the salmon, if it were
1: half of the sandwich. If it were something that you were cooking on time, not two days late, I'd say, yeah, it's probably fine. Mm, I don't know. But I don't know about the whole combo of the whole, two days past the use by date. I'm plus. pretty nervous.
3: Mm, yeah, I would be nervous. I wouldn't eat it. My do, you mom- have, do
2: you have no other food?
3: You know I got other food. I, you just, I
2: don't I didn't want it to go to waste because that poor fish died for nothing then.
3: But here's what I think. As it's leaving you, wouldn't you then think, you know what? I should have let it go to waste. It's well, not worth getting Well, if it's if sick. it
2: yeah, I'm not going to get. So you're right. I'm going to let it go.
3: I think but you generally should try it. Speaking,
1: really.
2: Well, that's because you're a jerk. <laughs>
1: You're like my Twitter I friend. I mean there's only one way to know and god you don't want to you don't want to waste that fish analogy. Yeah, one I got to know.
3: I did drink milk and it was chunky.
2: That's That's not great. really yeah. not good. I know. At all. But isn't that cottage cheese basically?
3: You know what? That's what's interesting. It's like yogurt, sour cream, cottage cheese, bad milk. Where does bad milk come in? How is it not just a different dairy product? I don't at that know point?
2: that's a great question I one of my roommates my old roommates <laughs> um, his his dad used to be a, an executive for a dairy company mm-hmm. and he was like those dates that they're don't worry about those like your stuff's probably good for another week or two past yeah, now and I'm telling you this to the KMOx listener yeah. uh, at your own risk mm. uh, I'm not saying hey go for it but I'm saying that a lot of times the date, isn't necessarily a hard date and you have to have it before then and if it's like a day or two after you need to throw it out, it's not necessarily always true.
3: It's kind of like the age of the figure skaters. It's just an arbitrary number.
2: (laughs) Wow. By the way, yogurt's great forever. Random thoughts. Like it is good forever. Yeah. You'll never get sick on yogurt.
1: That's, that's also of, not that's true. A hell of a that's, finish, that's right there. That's also not
2: true. Don't you, listen to me. Chris Ranji is going to go
1: eat bad fish. Amy Mark scores. Kevin Wheeler with you here. DGS is coming up after the news on KMYX.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s. It's all here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.